The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. A natural nurse in a toxic world. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I am your natural nurse in a toxic world. And I am Kate Shamarani for TNT. Folks, you are in the natural nurse army. You know what's going on. The first half of the show was to ease you in. It was to ease you in. It was all about love, sex, vaginas, penises, orgasms, breastfeeding, having babies, what we all should be doing. That's exactly how we got here. And I think you've all seen we need to be pure and just continue. But we can't turn away from the fact that there are some eugenicists out there. There are these people that they clearly, um, they do believe in God because they're all worshipping Satan. And one comes with t'other, but the Lord is in charge. Well, I'm always in the most fortunate position, and I am. And every day I thank the Lord because I'm blessed by the people that the Lord puts before me to give me the answers that I look for. And and this is the show where we discuss medical crimes in tyrannical times. And you can email me, Kate Shamarani at tntradio.live. Thank you for all your emails of support, all your emails giving me information, which is incredible. Um, All of you that are looking for help, and I'm so blessed that you are in the Natural Nurse Army. Now, very early on, I was fortunate to meet a gentleman who his educations, I would be here all day, his education, I'd be here all day reading it out. But Dr. Andrew Rallis is my guest for the second half of the show. And he's he's been at the Cote d'Azur University and done postdoctoral researcher, postdoctoral research studies um, in neurodegenerative disease. He's been at King's College London doing a PhD uh, in research um, signaling pathway in neuronal morphogenesis, all these big words that we all go, oh, what's that? But listen, when we hear the next word, you might not have known what it was four years ago, but even the street sweeper knows what it is now. He's also got a master's in virology and a BSc in biomedical science. But Dr. Andrew Rallis has almost... I would say, devoted his life to his fellow man in the last four years. An incredible man with the amount of research he has done and what he's done. He's not just researching, he's talking, he's getting out there, he's putting things in place. And I I can tell you, I'm so humbled by the amount of work that this man does. Dr. Rallis, welcome to TNT, and it's a great honour to have you back. Thank you so much for inviting me again to TNT radio station. I really hope that this is going to go out to a large audience on on many platforms because it's for me, it's going to be a breakthrough interview and for TNT, hopefully, because we're going to be discussing extremely important things which will impact on every individual on the planet and potentially the sovereignty of nations in the future. So we're going to get to all these different subjects now and also relating to the health of the person as well. Excellent. So so let's not waste any time because you really are a font of a, a, a lot of knowledge. And and I just to let you know, folks, I contacted Dr. Rallis was one of the few handful of doctors that I contacted immediately with my own daughter's diagnosis straight away. I trust this man. So look, disease X, the pandemic yes. treaty that ratified 
Uh, and the research on disease X, which I believe, of course, is, is 5G. The vaccine in Portadown Military Research Facility, Wiltshire. Tell us, tell us all about that. Exactly. Well, that's the thing you're being told by the mainstream media. That's the thing that's being permitted. So, yes, uh, they're now mentioning there's going to be potentially a new transmissible disease called disease X. And actually, disease X was first designated for um, a TARS, which is a transmissible acute respiratory syndrome virus in 2018. This was mentioned recently by Lisa McGee. So, so it's kind of like a, almost like a placeholder. One thing about it is you're not given any information and you're almost ignorant on the fact what exactly is it. And they're also claiming in Portadown facility, which is a military research facility, it's been operating for the last hundred years in Wiltshire. It's been working on things like um, biological warfare agents. Um, in World War One and World War Two, they're developing mustard gas and nerve agents. And they have all these different isolates like um, anthrax, Ebola, and also the plague. So it's pretty disconcerting that you're not being told much. There's a massive lack of transparency, yet they're trying to develop a vaccine for something you're not even told what it is. So they're basically playing on the ignorance of the population and they're manipulating them via fear, as usual. Um, and as I mentioned, we need to learn as well from the lessons of the previous pseudo-pandemic. Why am I calling it a pseudo-pandemic? Well, based on all the studies we have and all the evidence now, um, it can't be defined as a pandemic, unfortunately. And we're going to go into detail on why. Yes, it's extremely disconcerting. They're trying to ratify the treaties in over 190 nation states by May 2024. Unfortunately, what I predict is the parliaments will ratify it because they did this previously with the emergency acts in 2020 after the World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 pandemic. So yes, they will ratify it. And I know that very well because we, a lot of people, including myself, sent letters to MPs throughout the world, individual MPs, Senates, Congresses, in Canada, the US, Europe, and the US. And the majority of MPs ignored all of my letters and they ignored letters from Nobel Prize winners, scientists, doctors. Um, so yes, they will ratify it. There's nothing much we can do about it because they're, they're ignorant of the fact that they're ignorant. So they're ignorant on one level because they don't know all the information and they're ignorant because they don't know. So it's double ignorance from the MPs. Well, what, when you say ratify for yes. our listeners, um, what what do you mean by ratify? Ratify, they're going to confirm that um, the nation state will lose its ability to be able to to um, facilitate health health emergencies, and it's going to be basically coordinated by, by the WHO on an international God level. So it's going to be a, a, homo a homogeny of um, health emergency acts throughout the globe. Also, it means that a proportion of the health budget will go directly for this pandemic preparedness as well. That's within the treaty too. And unfortunately, all of these MPs who, you know, voted for, for by a very small percentage of the population because the majority of the population don't vote. In fact, in Greece, where I've also been giving similar talks, only 50 percent voted. And out of that 50, it's about 20 who vote for the current government. So it's more like elective dictatorship rather than direct democracy. So that's what we're dealing with at the moment is, is a pretty difficult scenario. So as I mentioned, this broadcast does be, need, needs to be circulated far and wide. And we're going to go over the books. So if, if people, if it's not enough for them, this broadcast on its own, the books I've written, three books in total, have a bibliography of over 700 studies in. So if you're trying difficult to convince someone who's extremely well conditioned and programmed and they're working on a, on a basis of fear, then you can give them the books directly. They can read them and they can see all the different studies and Nobel Prize winners who are mentioned and cited, scientists, doctors. Where, where can they get these books, Dr. Rallis? It's on drandrewsrallis.com and I think you can add the link. Um, and those three books are available for free, of course. Drandrewsrallis.com.
DrAndreAllis.com. Yeah, Thank if you just you type in my daughters. name, Andrew Rallis, you Google it, you can find me. It's Andrew Rallis, Independent Scientist. And you can find all those books and you can find some of my interviews and things like that. But um, anyway, we're going to come to that later. So, yes, it's extremely disconcerting. So eventually the national, um, the constitutions of each nation will become obsolete and the World Health Organization will control the health policies of each nation state, similar to what they did with the COVID-19 crisis as well. As you know, the, the hospitals, the NHS became the COVID NHS. So everything was devoted to COVID funding. Everything was monopolized. Illnesses were labeled as COVID, as were deaths, even though there was no proper evidence using an RT-PCR test, which can't diagnose for a virus, which we're going to but discuss. Now, in, they use, yeah. now they're using a pulse oximeter that you can get for between nine and 20 quid off Amazon. They're rubbish. And they put the pulse oximeter on your finger. And if your percentage of oxygen has dropped slightly, you could be diagnosed based on that with COVID-19 with the new guidelines, 29.5, which if you don't get better with minimal intervention, the doctor has the authority to place you on end of life care, removing all your food, water and essential medication. I don't know what you call that. I call it murder. I call it murder. And if we look back through history, who have they used? in all of the times to do the murdering it's the doctors and the nurses you need to think about your practice right now ask yourself am i a criminal had to get that bit in please do continue exactly it's a basic violation of the neuroboat codes where you're prohibited to experiment on individuals and it's a violation of statute of rome as well and obviously a violation of the hippocratic oath because you weren't taught you weren't given informed consent for this so-called injection. So we're going to discuss that as well. So what, what what's the next phase? So yes, if punts will ratify it in May 2024, unless something really drastic happens, then we are relying on a population who unfortunately have undergone mass indoctrination and a fear campaign and propaganda propaganda campaign since 2020. So um, how are we going to overcome this? Um, so what are lessons learned from the previous pandemics? We know that no scientific debate was allowed to prove whether a pandemic existed or not. So Nobel Prize winners, doctors, scientists, nurses were all censored, like yourself, Dr. Um, Professor Luc Montagnier, Michael Yeadon, Dolores Cahill, uh, Sukarit Bakdi, all famous doctors and scientists have a lot more qualifications than the governmental doctors and scientists. Or the fact checkers who are actually scientists, they don't have degrees, they're given instructions from the government and WHO and they're, they're actually censoring doctors which to me is obvious that you're living in a dystopian Orwellian tyranny. Um, the next thing was a lack of viral isolates. So there was over 200 freedom of information requests around the world from medical facilities labs to give not just viral isolates from individuals directly, because you have to prove the Koch method, which was originally designed for microorganisms, later updated by Rivers. Milton Rivers is one of the fathers of virology. And what you need is you need the viral isolates directly from the host in multiple countries, multiple continents, each country that's declaring a pandemic, 190 countries, you also need to show the viral life cycle of SARS-CoV-2, which means binding directly to the AS receptors, entry of the virus and budding of the virus. And then you need to reinfect it, another organism and show you get the same pathology. None of that's been done in depth. What's been shown in some of the publications is just very crude cell debris and exosomes and some genetic sequencing has been done, which isn't sufficient to prove a pandemic. As I said, it has to be done on a transnational level. That's not been done. So, so none of these freedom of information requests have been answered whatsoever, which is a complete scandal. So respiratory illnesses, pneumonia, for instance, even some cancers, they were labeled COVID-19. So people were dying of all sorts of illnesses and maladies in the hospitals. Everything was labeled under the umbrella of COVID-19. 
using Andrew, an article. Can I, can I just ask yes. you something? Excuse me. Can I just ask you something? You and I of spoke course. at length yesterday. Um, I've never looked at a histology so much as what I've looked at one recently. And I've gone through it all and really educated myself. And I, I, I'm going to come right out and say it, in my opinion, what is being even labelled as particular cancers is like, well, it's got an ear and it's got a tail. So we'll all get together and we'll say it must be a dog and we'll treat it accordingly. And I've got to wonder how many of these so-called cancers that have been treated with oncology, which makes billions in profit, are actually cancers or actually what we've been led to believe for the last Rockefeller uh, century, whatever it is. And I'm questioning everything now. And uh, I am becoming more horrified as time goes on by what we actually call disease. And these gangsters that we even say that they're professionals. I, I, I When of someone course. says to me, I'm a doctor, yeah. I immediately go, nobody cares. That's the first sentence out of my mouth now when someone says, I'm a doctor. No one cares. But Andrew, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to say that with what you're saying about this SARS-CoV-2 using uh, Cox postulates. We know they, they've got none of it. You could you could hang yourself when they said it was a COVID death. We saw that. But the doctors and nurses are allowing it. Well, they're just following kind of the NHS guidelines, curriculums and orders from the WHO, because as you notice, these um, doctors who follow the dogma or the, the dogma of the epoch, they don't disagree with any of the centralized directives coming from the World Health Organization or on a national level from the NHS. And they're violating the Hippocratic Oath, which is do no harm to the patient. And they're pro not providing the patient with general informed consent as to what they're putting into their body. And also a lot of them, are, or they're also murdering a lot of patients, patients with the end of life protocols, which they introduced through the use of, for instance, of remdesivir in the US and midazolam. And um, not and the directive not to resuscitate. I mean, it's a complete scandal. Or just so starve and things, dehydrate yes. them. Just dehydrating yes. them, which is what they're doing. Murdering gits. Anybody watching this, you are mur murdering gits. And if you don't face justice in this life, God help you in the next. And I do hope that justice comes in this life and we help you along for that final judgment. Financial incentives for labelling COVID deaths in hospitals. As Brian Ardis mentioned in the US, um, thousands of people died from the administration of remdesivir, which was used as a drug to um, basically treat Ebola, which in the clinical trials killed up to 40%. So um, what they're doing is they're gaining, they're gaining a financial incentive from administering remdesivir and midazolam and things like that. Um, the next thing is, yes, yeah, so you have these umbrella of diseases labeled under COVID-19 using a 40 RT-PCR test, which even... The inventor of the RT-PCR test in 1993, who won a Nobel laureate prize for Kerry Mullis, Nobel Prize winner, said it shouldn't be used for a diagnosis of a viral infection. Um, studies have come out in Oxford University saying it gives over a 90% false positive rate because you're using 40 cycles. So at 40 cycles, you amp amplify a piece of genetic material a trillion fold. So that's why it's an extremely unreliable test and you're getting people testing positive and negative, massive fluctuations. And also, Professor Stadler from Switzerland, the University of Zurich, mentioned a similar sort of study. Another thing was, if you remember very well, in order to get this so-called emergency... Yes, Kate, sorry. No, no, fabulous. I'm going, I'm going on into I'm a just, polemic. No, 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 you're not. It's wonderful. Um, I, I'm just going to say we we keeps us on air is a word for our sponsors. And I just want everybody to think on this that's in the UK listening to me. Jeremy Hunt 
wanted all of you that tested positive put into internment camps and separated from your children. And that gangster was sat next to that short uh, minion of darkness, Rishi, in Parliament when they announced that that injection was safe just last week. The very man who wanted you put in concentration camps. Think on that one while we take a quick break and you shop on the website. TNT's Pervoy Morich. He details factually how Russia is rolling out the algorithm ghetto. Um, you know, the, the, the multipolar edition of the algorithm ghetto, a prototype of a traffic light that records traffic violations by a pedestrian at a crossing was tested in Moscow. So Russians now, they'll, they'll have a, the government will take a snapshot of their face and then run that through the databases to figure out who is who and then find them, uh, I suppose. Uh, and then, you know, he, he points out that there are a lot of developments now. Moscow 2030, it's, it's, it's uh, they want to make uh, Moscow achieve smart city status. Uh, and there's just, you know, you, you look at the white papers, Moscow and Russia are all in on Agenda 2030, smart cities, algorithm ghetto, digital IDs. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. News Talk Radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format. TNT Radio listeners rely on TNT Radio often as their primary source of information. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Today's News Talk. News and information. TNT Radio. I'm Kate Shimarani, and you are listening to me on Saturday, the 3rd of February, at the top of the hour. TNT Radio. And I'm here, and I've got a wonderful guest. And we were just talking about, we all know, let's just get it absolutely right here. It was a pandemic, scandemic, and many people have died at the hands of those that are pimping for a tyrannical government. I, I like to call the NHS the National Homicide Service employing pimps and assassins, because if you are hastening the death of any of your patients with benzodiazepines and opioids, uh, removing all their food, water and essential medication, you are breaking the law. Euthanasia is illegal in this country. Therefore, to hasten a death is murder. To write a prescription out and do it over a 48-hour period is, is planned murder, premeditated murder. If you murder enough, it's genocide. And guess what? Under the Rome Statute, if you are found guilty, the penalty has not changed. It remains the same. You can go to prison, you can go to prison for life, and you can be hanged. And that was what happened at Nuremberg. Okay, we know about Operation Paperclip and all the rest of it. But who are they going to put the put it on? You, the useful idiots, the doctors and nurses that went along with it, taking your full Reichmark to keep your gob shut, your food parcels, um, your discounts everywhere, which turned the NHS into, uh, well, they were, I don't know, they were advertising. Come on here and give your discounts for our staff. Priority shopping. You're not nurses and doctors. You need to look in the mirror and say, have I taken a, a life 
Oh, my word, I tell you, judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Not too soon. And you won't get any. I, I, I'm not going to forgive you. It's for the Lord to forgive you. I want to see justice. Anyway, we've got Dr. Andrew Rallis on who I, I'm not even worthy to walk in his shadow. Dr. Rallis, you were talking there about how the virus that isn't, um, how they've they've made everything a COVID death. We've talked about how they're going to ratify and put everything, everything. I never voted for the World Health Organization to have my cash or my vote. Never mind Tedros the terrorist was wanted for crimes against his own people. Um, but look, please do continue. Uh, we know yeah. you've talked yeah. accidentally about remdesivir and what happened just to say in America, they said to the hospitals, if you use remdesivir, you get 20% discount on all the rest of the drugs. And you don't need to give that discount to the insurance company. So the hospitals made an extra 20%. If you think that's not going to happen in the NHS in the UK, we are switching to that American system. And soon the pharmaceutical companies are going to be 100% in charge. So be ready. It's coming. Dr. Rallis, please continue. Sure. So what other things have we learned from the shooter pandemic from 2020? Therapies that were able to treat COVID-19 illnesses labelled under the umbrella of COVID-19 illness, because as we mentioned, everything was basically labelled COVID-19, even cancer, which is unbelievable. Even car crashes were labelled COVID-19 accidents. If you died, you died from COVID-19. So um, the, the therapies that were suppressed, such as ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and vitamin D, if you remember very well, the government said stay indoors. Um, so you suppress the vitamin D. And as you know, vitamin D receptors on all your immune cells, on dendritic cells, monocytes, macrophages. So without vitamin D, your immune system can't function. People who are obese and not elderly people who are dying of COVID-19 labeled illnesses had a massive depletion of vitamin D in the system that your government told you not to get any sunlight, which you need, you need D25 to activate your immune system. What, who were the scientists who were censored? So these were heads of departments, for instance, Professor Didier Raoul, who was a head of tropical disease in Marseille and in Sam, Dr. Zelenko, who saved 7,000 patients by using his formula, the late Zelenko in um, New York, Dr. Pierre Corey, um, for instance, who used also ivermectin and he testified in the US Congress and Dr. Tess Lorry. So how did, exactly did they suppress these therapies that were available, but if they were, if, they were, if they were basically approved, you wouldn't be able to allow or enable a global vaccination program. That's basically because there's other therapies existing. You can't enable an experimental, experimental global vaccination yeah, program. Yeah, just, just to clarify that, that, they wouldn't have got the emergency authorization if there was a therapy that worked so they had to say there were no therapies that worked in order to obtain the emergency authorization. They are the lying liars of lies. TNT need to get that T-shirt. Exactly. That was a final objective of the World Health Organization and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations and all the subsidiaries. And of course, the collaborating national governments to inject everyone with this vaccine, which we now know is a tracking and tracing device, which we're going to go into detail later on, which makes sense because then you can track and trace the population for different health ailments, um, et cetera. So um, how did they do this? This was done via the Surgisphere scandal. So what was the Surgisphere scandal? So a fake company was set up, a fake medical company called Surgisphere before the approval of the worldwide vaccine, the FDA. And the causes bell I was that they claimed that um, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, et cetera, were ineffective and they're extremely um, bad for your health. 
However, this was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. So since this information became available, for instance, to the French and British governments, they use this information to prevent the use of these therapies. They used information basically from a fake company, just to give you an idea of what type, what level of criminality we're talking about. And later on, it was found that this um, scandal, this study from Sergisville was a complete scandal. It was completely fraudulent. And it was later retracted from the New England Journal of Medicine after they'd given the approval for the vaccine, FDA approval, of course. And also they've, they've basically suppressed all these therapies saying that they're unsafe. So just to give you an idea of how they manipulate science. So they, so like they, well, we science. know they manipulate science because they wouldn't be running if they didn't get the answers that the, the, the person who's paying them, this is the hypothesis. We want that answer or you're not getting your funding next year. So just to get this right, they set up a company, put a fake study out. The medical journals that are supposed to be trusted that I personally believe to be just dirty rag mags, good for picking up dog turds, half of them. Uh, and then as soon as they get the authorization, they retract it. And and I, I, one last thing, if you think that all doctors are like Dr. Rallis and they go out there reading studies, you're deluded. They don't. A leading, a leading consultant hematologist just a few weeks ago told my daughter that it had all been fixed with the COVID shots and they don't cause problems and clots anymore. <laughs> so they don't need studies. It is. It, exactly. it, they're idiots. They can even tell you the basic things that a doctor needs to tell you to give informed consent when you're injecting something into your body, which is experimental. One, it's experimental. Two, the first studies that were done by Pfizer showed it was extremely harmful. I mean, any basic doctor or professor can see that. What are the contents of the vaccine? Because there's patents involved. Um, nothing was mentioned. So what happened is you had a whole consortium of independent scientists who put their careers and lives at risks to expose this information. Microbiologists, pathologists, hematologists, um, some of the first to discover the presence of graphene oxide, which is in, in the majority of the vaccines. They analyzed over 7,000 vials. This was Dr. Pablo Camper, if you remember very well, who's working with La Quinta Columna. He's a, he's a university professor in Almira for 19 years. He was from Spain. You had Dr. Robert Young, who did the similar studies in the US. And you also had the EMC B Labs in Bath, who also collaborated with Tess Laurie, if you, if you remember one of her publications from there. These, is, these studies also confirmed in Argentina and in Chile. So if, if it's coming from five different labs from five different countries at different times and all replicated in the same way using electron microscopy and dark field microscopy, you know it's pretty valid. Um, so these studies are all available in 2021, in the summer of 2021. So none of the professors or doctors picked up on them and they were in the public domain. <clears throat> so we're, we're facing a double problem, as I mentioned, double ignorance. They, they're ignorant of the fact they're ignorant. First, they're ignorant because they don't know these studies. If they do know they exist, then they, they don't think they're genuine. And they're ignorant that they don't know, if you see what I mean. So it's, it's very difficult when you deal do you, with doctors. Do you also think as well that this some of this is also, um, they choose to be ignorant and continue to take their 30 pieces of silver because they're Possibly, born yeah. as gutless cowards? I think it's a lack of critical thinking. And it's also they want to go along with the dogma of the epoch. So the, the big, great scientists are over able to make new discoveries because they overcome the, the dogma that, that currently prevails. But the majority of the population and scientists through conditioning and neuro-linguistic programming are stuck within the dogma of the epoch, which is dictated by the by elite scientists and by funding as well, unfortunately. So, um, so you, continuing with the independent scientists, they discovered that there's very large amounts of graphene oxide and heavy metals 
within the vaccines. Also, the effect on the blood was first discovered by um, Dr. Philip Van Welbergen, who's a doctor working in Harley Street for over 30 years. Barbara Gitella in Germany and Professor Armand Korenkai, head of, head of um, department in Zurich in Switzerland, they all discovered that these nanotubules composed of graphene oxide basically lead to this ruler effect on the blood or this coagulation. We get a changing charge of the blood. That's just like a, 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 a stacking. That means that your, whereas your little red blood cells should all be unstuck, flowing freely, carrying oxygen to all the tissues in your body. Oxygen is life. You breathe it in. And what happens is those little red blood cells begin to stick together and look like little columns. So they're not flowing through it freely. Your blood is becoming sticky. You're not getting adequately perfused with oxygen, which is what leads to, uh, you know, fatigue, uh, confusion, and it also leads to blood clots. Exactly. And so the situation was, that's why you're getting, so what's mainly been focusing on the, the scientists who are opposing this, for instance, like McCulloch and Tesslory, they're focusing mainly on the spike pathology that's, that's created, but nothing's being done on the graphene oxide, which we know is in the majority of the virus. And graphene oxide is extremely toxic. It's also um, toxic to heart function and to blood function as well. And what was shown in these slides that were taken individually from patients is that the graphene oxide is leading to the coagulation of these red blood cells, so coagulating around these areas where you see the nanotechnology or the nanoparticulates. And this was confirmed in a very widespread study. So is, if this isn't sufficient for you and extremely skeptical, you have a very widespread study done in, in Pavia in Italy, which is the capital of Lombardy. Uh, over a thousand patients were analyzed, 94% who suffered symptoms after the COVID-19 vaccine, such as dyspnea and tachycardia. 94% exhibited this ruler effect or this aggregation of red blood cells around these particulates. Um, and, and again, graphene oxide has been discovered in five different labs around the world from multiple countries and multiple professors and doctors. This is something that's highly censored in the media. I know this on a personal level because two of my last presentations I've given in independent media, both have been censored. Um, the, the majority of censored, not necessarily when you mention the excess deaths from the vaccine, but when, when you mention the use of graphene oxide within the vaccine, yeah. the tracking and tracing technology, and mechanisms of detoxification. These are the things that are highly taboo and highly censored within the mainstream media. Do Dr. Rallis, yeah, can I ask you, because we spoke about this. I walk with my dogs all the time. I've had many clients come into my treatment room and paper clips will stick all over them. I have seen with my own two eyes a MAC address appearing on my phone. Um, when I've switched on my payment device, uh, the, a little card reading machine, it picks up a MAC address and it's not mine. And I've seen it time and time again. I've even videoed uh, with a big magnet, the magnet sticking to, to my clients. We don't use patient anymore because that means to suffer and endure. Sticks to their foreheads. Now, I've also used that paper clip and seen it flip down people's arms. And I'm telling you, it sticks and it starts to flip, flip over. I've seen it. I've also done it on myself. I didn't take the COVID shots, but I've gone out for long walks on days where they are spraying the life out of the skies. Yesterday, we had three pentagons in the sky. What are they doing? Somersaults? And I'm not joking. You see pentagons. You've got to go some to organize pentagons in the sky. 
But I've then gone and stuck the paperclip and it sticks to me. I'm magnetic. When I then take a shower, I'm no longer magnetic. I, I think that they are hitting us with graphene and lots of other things, not just in, in these COVID shots. And also, I know from another company that I've worked closely with and the scientists that people are exhibiting symptoms that didn't take the shot. And when they've treated them with N-acetylcysteine, augmented, and then they test their urine, they're seeing spikes uh, in the urine after they've treated them. Not in the urine before, but it's appearing after. in both the injected and the non-injected. So I think we're looking at a multi-dimensional war here. They're attacking us from lots of angles. What do you what do you think about that? I agree with that, but you have to I have to emphasize here that the pressure was so much from governmental institutes and worldwide to take this graphene oxide device, COVID-19 device, and we know that it has extremely high levels of graphene oxide. So to really get into the body and to form this intercorporal network, which is potentially what they want to try to do, then you need to inject it into the individual. And we know that at least with the liposomes, you had a trillion liposomes injected, which they claimed contained a spike protein in the mRNA, but we know there was extremely high levels of graphene oxide. So I think that was a very important component that shouldn't be dismissed. Um, and yes, if you look at the studies that have been done in the blood, the studies are done among the vaccinated. The majority of people who suffer this, these problems are vaccinated because they have these nanotubular networks within the blood. Also, um, the embalmer, um, Mr. Looney, he also showed that um, they're, they're, you also have these long, very long tubular-like, prion-like structures in the blood as well after vaccination. I don't know if you, you, you've probably seen those Yeah, we, Yeah, I, I know John, and I've actually seen them. I've actually seen them, these long, rubbery uh, as well, clots that they've never seen before. A lot of the undertakers have come forward. Actually, they've, just in case people don't know, a lot of babies that are dying, the hospital trusts cut the undertakers out because they were talking too much and they did deals directly with the crematorium. So the babies go directly there uh, because they're trying to keep keep this quiet because the, a lot of the babies are dying in the vaccinated, in the injected. Yeah, just, just to continue with the studies that we've done, as I mentioned, there's a study of over 1,000 patients who after taking a vaccine got all these effects, which went in unvaccinated individuals. That's something we have to mention. That if you're not vaccinated, you don't get all these massive health issues, myocarditis, pericarditis, cancers, depletion of the immune system. There's a massive difference. So I think we have to distinguish between the two. This is in the International Journal of Vaccine Research and Practice, and it was published in uh, 2022, so fairly recently. So this can be found also in my books. If we continue now on, on this theme, these studies were confirmed in, um, in Hamburg, Germany, using logarithms, computers. So th this was just confirmed using um, computers. And um, this was also in 2022. So it's confirming what we're saying. What about the track and trace technology? So this may seem out there for a lot of your viewers. Unfortunately, it's nothing new. We know, we know that graphene oxide has been used since 2010 as a part of the wireless health network to trace the state of the body, for instance. So using graphene oxide chip, chips, they can trace how much enamel is in your tooth. They can trace whether you've been infected, um, your immune system level, level of glucose in the body. This has all been done since 2010. It's in the public domain. The difference is with the vaccine, this has been done in suspension. So nano routers have been put in suspension in the vaccines. This has been shown, as I mentioned, by all these scientists that showed the presence of graphene oxide and the nano routers. 
And the, the track and trace technology has been confirmed by two scientists so far. And there's more I'm going to mention later. Dr. Luis Benito, MD, PhD, from the, from the University of Madrid originally, and Pro Professor Chavez Zavala from Mexico. And they headed a team of doctors, and they proved that these people vaccinated do indeed have MAC addresses. They're emitting Bluetooth signals. Wow. Dr. Rallis, uh, I, I know that everyone's probably sitting at home now with their gobs open and everybody that comes in their home any neighbors and relatives they're going to be switching on their phone and looking if if they've got a, if they've got a mac address attached to them you are listening to me kate shimaroni speaking to dr andrew rallis on tnt live don't go away because we're going to get into Give me a minute with tnt radio's steve malsberg ladies and gentlemen it's the end of the week so how about a little dose of joe biden at his best to get you through the weekend folks um uh, I, uh, if I were smart, I'd say thank you and leave. There's asylum, asylum officers and over 100 cutting edge inspe inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming out of our southwest border. Greedflation, shrinkflation. You see that article about the Snickers bar? Well, it's going to stop. America, we're tired of being played for suckers. We get thousands, look, we, we, you know, we now have, we used to, before the recession, before the, the pandemic, the beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's going Cost 10 bucks to make it. 10 bucks to make it. We'll teach Donald Trump a, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women on now, normally this would be humorous, funny, you know, but this is a man who's president of the United States and looking for four more years on the job. It's frightening. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on TNT. I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14 and I watched her struggle but MDA helped her get the best treatments and care. And they also help kids like my buddy, Ethan. My name is Ethan and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. Co-founder of the British Nursing Alliance, Kate Shimarani, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I am your host, Kate Shimarani, and you can email me, Kate Shimarani at TNTradio.live with your medical crimes in tyrannical times. I told you I would bring you an explosive show. We've had the first half talking about love, vaginas, pe uh, vaginas. That's a good one. Vaginas and penis in one word. I'm going to stick with that. Vaginas. And all you like 
whatever you are with all your different genders, you don't have either. Uh, You're a bloke or a woman. That's it. But look, we're talking to Dr. Andrew Rallis, really serious stuff. And what's interesting is what he's noticed recently is he's getting heavily censored. But he's not getting heavily censored when he talks about the COVID vaccine or or the, um, you know, all of the protocols, as soon as he mentions the word graphene, ox- graphene oxide, the two words, and when he talks about how they're going to track and trace your ass, that's when they censor him. So that's telling you he's right on the money. This is what it's all about. It's about a surveillance. And why are they surveilling you? Because if you're surplus to requirement, I believe they're going to switch you off. They don't want you. If you are not working age, young, fit, that's all they want. You're not going to be here. So, Dr. Rallis, tell us about that whole graphene and the everything. Floor's yours. So, yes, as, as we mentioned, like independent scientists from around the globe have discovered that graphene oxide is one of the principal components of the COVID-19 vaccine. Graphene oxide is highly conductive. It's able to receive and transmit EMF waves and it responds extremely harshly to EMF as well extremely toxic and it's even more toxic when it's actually activated in the body, graphene oxide. And as we mentioned, there's been multiple studies on this in terms of its tracking trace capabilities by Dr. Luis Benito, an MD, PhD, and Dr. Pedro Chavez Zavala in Mexico, where they went to geographically isolated regions and they tested individuals vaccinated and non-vaccinated. And they saw that indeed vaccinated individuals who have taken this WHO shot are emitting Bluetooth signals or MAC addresses, 12-digit MAC addresses. Anyone can do this experiment on your phone. What you do is each device will have a name. If you change your phone and you include no name, then you can find out. And there's also programs where you can find out the distance of the individual who's taken this inoculation. So um, just just continuing on this. So this is, a yes, indeed, I am heavily censored when I mentioned there's a tracking and tracing technology within the COVID-19 devices. And also when I mentioned the presence of graphene oxide, these things... My interviews are taken down within 12 hours immediately. They're not allowed online whatsoever. Um, so if we live in democracy and this this information is completely conspiratorial, then why am I censored? It's not necessary. Well, well, you know why I'm censored because I have all the references, 700 references in terms of my three books, um, which are very difficult to refute. And you know there's no open scientific debate either. That was censored at the beginning of 2020. So you had... Nobel Prize winners, scientists, as I mentioned, have more qualifications than governmental scientists. and fact checkers, completely censored, not allowed to speak. Anyway, continuing, I think this is an important note to make that <clears throat> hasn't really been mentioned, it's in the public domain, the worldwide de- death toll after the COVID-19 vaccination. <clears throat> so just looking at VARS, for instance, in the US, so this is a yellow card database where anyone who's dying after vaccination and they didn't have any previous illness, it's labeled on the VARS database, over 36,000 so far. And in the European equivalent is usual vigilance, it's over 50,000. <clears> Unfortunately, a study from Harvard Pilgrim study and Steve Kirsch, who's a, who's a head of vaccine safety and graduated from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, stated that it's basically only one in 47 are actually <clears throat> recorded. And Harvard Pilgrim study starts about 1%. So Steve Kirsch concluded using the Zillogarithm that 12 million deaths have happened globally from last year, probably up to about 16 million um, since the advent of the COVID-19 vaccine worldwide. So that's why you're getting all these access deaths. It's trending also on Twitter. So you're getting all these access deaths worldwide in every single country after the COVID-19 vaccination program. So that's a very, very tragic event. Um, Dr. Ryan Cole, who's tested thousands of patients, has seen 
depletion of the immune system, particularly NK cells and lymphocytes, a dramatic increase in carcinogenesis. So you've got a 24 in incidence of human endometrial cancer. And just to also say, I'm and myocarditis. Yeah, well. just to say, everybody, you need to go and look and you'll see that Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, uh, all of these companies have switched their investments to billions, four billion, some of them, into oncology drugs now. So they know what's coming, don't they? Of course. So you have all these turbo cancers, aggressive cancers, which are extremely metastatic. And then, yes, you have the, the preemptive action taken by them to then introduce new anti-cancer drugs as well, which, which won't really help because what are they trying to do? They're trying to fix a problem that they created in the first place. So the, the next situation is, how, are you how do you detoxify all these elements in your body? So what do you need to detoxify? Primarily the spike protein and also more relevantly, graphene oxide needs to be removed from the body so that you cannot be a walking COVID-19 device or have an IP address or be monitored. Because as we know, the graphene oxide technology has been used to monitor all different states of your cell and the health. Um, from the amount of enamel in your teeth to your metabolism to your glucose levels in your body, all of that can be done with graphene oxide. That's been out since 2010, and that's mentioned in my first book, that technology. Do Dr. Rallis, Dr. Rallis, just to say, we talked about this yesterday, with not to forget here the gun, during that first unlawful lockup, or lockdown as they want to call it, they were out laying 5G technology everywhere because the, the guys that were putting that up were immune to this virus. It had to be done everywhere. These things were going up overnight and they have to be every 10 feet apart. And all of your street furniture, that's your street lamps in the UK, folks. They're not insured. They've not been risk assessed. Write to your council, put them on notice. If you dare do it, stop paying your council tax. They are not insured. They are to run this 5G. This has been laid everywhere. This is why they were chopping down trees. This 5G network is part of it. It's a weapon system. It's a direct energy weapon system. You can call me mental. I've not been wrong on any of it, but it is linked to this graphene, this track and trace. That's exactly why it was put up. Yeah, nothing's been done in terms of health repercussions or 5G or EMF, this very, these very short microwaves on the body. And we know it does have health repercussions. So we know that from um, Dr. Lakovich and from Dr. Rubix, they've done studies on EMF and the blood, and it gives a face, it's interesting. So EMF, short wavelength radiation, will give the same effect as graphene oxide nanoparticulates within the blood, if you look at the, for instance, the morphology of the blood. So an EMF burst will basically lead to blood cell coagulation and then prevent the blood circulating properly and clotting. And you have the same situation as well with the graphene oxide within the body. So can you imagine what happens when you get an EMF with graphene oxide in tandem, what sort of damage it will do in pathology within the body itself? And also the other thing which we didn't mention is that all the areas which were hotspots of COVID, which the John Hopkins University showed were epicenters, for instance, Wuhan and areas of Northern Italy and in New York, all of these areas had extremely high EMF levels. And we know that EMF poisoning corresponds to the symptoms of COVID-19. So this is and, and also and also cruise ships. Cruise ships use medallion technology, folks. 5G medallion technology on a lot of the cruise ships. And what do you all get when you go on your cruise ships? You all get COVID-19. That's exactly what's happening. Wake up, people. So, so if I continue, what are the solutions for detoxifying the body from graphene oxide and heavy metals? 
So a lot of these new protocols are, are out now, which have actually been shown to be successful. So they reverse. If you remember, if you remember from what I mentioned, some of the earlier studies by Van Warbergen and Barbara Gatella, and from the University of Pavia, they basically show these nanoparticulates and these nanotubules, which are composed of graphene oxide and different metals. These can be detoxified using specific protocols, and some of these protocols have been developed in South Africa. One of one of the famous um, doctors, MDs, who's developed it is Nasiba Kathurada from the University of Johannesburg, and Sandra Botha from Krugersdorp in South Africa. They developed a sort of combination of zeolite, and so basically, first you need chelation to the toxin, for instance, to the graphene oxide. Then you need excretion from the body, because without excre effective excretion, the toxin will stay within the body. It has to be excreted and removed by the small intestines and by the kidneys. So they they developed these particular protocols. Also, another individual who's developed is, is Thomas Levy, MDJD. So he's a district attorney and an MD, and this is published in North Molecular News. So he was able to reverse the pathology of a vaccinated individual who had this coagulation of the blood, where you see these graphene nanotubules, and he used intravenous vitamin C along with ozone therapy, which you mentioned earlier, Kate. So these you know, two are used I, to I love. I've got a big industrial ozone machine in my house now. Absolutely fantastic. You can ozonate your coffee enema as well, folks. I'll be talking all about that That's soon. Great. And um, a summary of these detoxification ingredients are mentioned in the journal Microorganisms in 2022 by Dr. Tess Laurie. She's focusing more on the spike-related protein pathology. She's not focusing more on the graphene oxide-related pathology. So, so there's also a lot of more detoxification protocols coming out from, for instance, from Diane Kaiser in the, in the US. There's a lot of them coming out now. So what I've done in my second book is I've collated them all into one book with multiple studies so you can find them freely available. So I'm just going to summarize what, what my three books are, just a summary of, and they're freely available, of course. The first book is, is Autonomous and Transparent Scientific Research in the COVID-19 Epoch, book one. And this is basically mentioning the interlink between Gavi, Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, and the propagation of this vaccination program worldwide. It's basically based on vested interests, and not on autonomous science, hence the title. And also it's mentioning Drosten, for instance, who developed the, the PCR tests for COVID-19 and the financial incentive he had for that, he's working in collaboration with Professor Lant and they're making millions from the propagation of these PCR tests, which we, as we mentioned previously, cannot diagnose a live viral infection. Also, we mentioned Niall Ferguson, how he's working with grants in Imperial College from the Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation. And he was propagating a theory that uh, millions would die because of the COVID-19 forced pandemic. And he was using force modeling projections, which he'd done for previous pandemics as well, for the avian he flu. The, he did it with the cattle. Very well. Yeah, the cattle yeah. that were all slaughtered. The ma and then yeah, the man the was out, out during lockdown playing hide the salami with his married girlfriend. Absolutely no credibility whatsoever. So now from our folks, we've got every single gangster. projection, every single projection wrong, in, including this pseudo pandemic for COVID-19. This is a type of people, they're using hyperbolic people who have no idea as to what mathematical models they're using based on force data. Walks and he still walks free. So this is an idea. What governments are doing, they're using particular scientists who are gaining, give, given funding via the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or WHO, and they're propagating their narrative. And Drosten is, isn't even, he doesn't even have a PhD, apparently, according to Rhino Formic. Just to give you an idea of the level of um, ignorance uh, they're hoping for the general population to be on and naivety. Book two um, is on the entire detoxification protocols we mentioned with references, so that could be very Excellent. interesting, especially to the individuals who are vaccinated. I think it's very important 
they'll be suffering health problems. They need to do, so yes, before you take these detoxification protocols, you need to do five or six medical tests. And these, these are, I'm recommending them, but these are recommended by medical doctors and scientists. You'll need to do, the first thing is you'll need to do a blood test to test your level of lymphocytes and natural killer cells to see if you have a depleted immune system. You'll need to check for cancer cell markers, cancer cell receptor markers in your blood test. You'll need to do a blood smear, as we mentioned on the previous show, to look for the morphology of your red blood cells to see if they're healthy, if they're healthy and round and separated or they're coagulated as well. These are the main things you need to do. And the important things you need to do a D-dimer test to test if you've got the um, initial stages of thrombosis or microthrombosis. These are the main tests you need to do. Look, that might be difficult for people because the the National Homicide Service doesn't freely do those tests if you pitch up when you're asymptomatic. You can walk into a clinic in London where it's just over £100 for a D-dimer test. Dr. Rallis, we're at the last three minutes of the show and I'm very keen. Dr. Rallis, drandrewrallis.com, where we can find your books. And these are all free and you can download them. And as you've been hearing, Dr. Rallis is an incredible font of information. You can also contact me as well, Kate Shemarani at tntradio.live, because I have all protocols that I use for my clients. But Dr. Rallis, your last book, get it out there. Yes, it's book three, which is an in-depth analysis of the blood of inoculated individuals. So all the studies I mentioned with clinical examples, over a thousand patients were analyzed who are vaccinated. So I think this should all be sufficient for the individual. And um, I'd be happy for someone to debate it with me and any governmental scientist to come and we can have a debate live and they can refute all these studies. They can refute the 700 studies if they want. And um, just to mention also, I, uh, for something to mention at the beginning, I was also in Stanford University as well. I did a postdoc there. And I, I so well, I'm an independent scientist, so I'm gaining my own funding and I'm developing my own projects from scratch as a scientist should do. Most of the scientists now, what they do is they gain funding and they're just following what the principal investigator says, the majority. So that's why I've got a critical mind and I'm able to look at these studies from um, a left field perspective or, or an open minded perspective. Um, and yeah, and all my degrees can be found on my biography and my research and my activism can all be found in, in my biography on my website. So you'll freely available to see all these. Dr. Documents. Rallis, you're an, an incredible man and I'm very humbled to know you. And even when I've got your personal number and I ring you and you answer and we have a chat, um, what's interesting is I don't have all those qualifications after my name, uh, just my nursing one, which they took and my prescriber, I don't care. But that critical th- thinking I've always had and you don't need to be uh at this level of education to have critical thinking, but thank the Lord for people like Dr. Andrew Rallis, who is independent. He's nobody's paid monkey. And he's doing this for his love of humanity. He's a good man and he's moving back to Greece. And I just want to say to everybody who's joined us today on the Kate Shimarani show and for TNT radio for giving us this platform. Do join me next week, Dr. Rallis. Thank you. Join us next week where we'll bring you more life-saving information. Have a blessed weekend. The Lord loves you more than you love yourself. And we will get through this because you're in the Natural Nurse Army. I love you all. You're my fam. Much appreciated. Thank you.